Welcome to the Greater Church Podcast. We are praying that wherever you find yourself on the journey, that this message will be an encouragement and blessing to you. And now, here's today's message. Why don't you guys join me and open up your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 11, 17 through 19. Open up your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 11, 17 through 19. When you got us, shout me, man. Hebrews chapter 11, 17. Did I say 17 through 18? Good. Good. That's what I meant. Yes. 17 through 19. All right. I'm going to go ahead and read. And it says, by faith, Abraham went. When God tested him, offered Isaac as a sacrifice. He who had embraced the promises was about to sacrifice his one and only son. Even though God had said to him, it is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. Abraham reasoned that God could even raise the dead. And so in a manner of speaking, he did receive Isaac back from death. Um, if I can give this uh, message a title, it's going to be called, There's No Time Like Right Now. Yeah. There's No Time Like Right Now. Hey, all across this room, why don't you bow your head, close your eyes, and join me in prayer as we go before God today. Lord, we thank you. We thank you, God. Thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for this opportunity to be gathered together as a community of believers sharing your word, Father God. And I pray, Lord, that uh, I would preach the word like you gave it to me. I pray, Father God, Lord, that I would share it how I feel it, Father God. Most importantly, Father God, I pray that someone would gain truth out of it, would gain revelation, would draw closer to you walk closer to you, Father God. Lord, we trust in you today. Have your will and your way. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. Y'all can get a little excited. Y'all can do a little... See, I don't do, I don't do silence, so y'all gotta give me a little like, oh, okay, yeah, I like that. So if y'all like something, if it, if it sounds good, if it ministers to you, say amen. Go ahead and preach it, preacher, you know what I'm saying? Whatever floats your boat. You know, whatever you feel like saying, give me a little, you know what I'm saying, give me some interaction, because that's how I do, you know what I'm saying? We're not a quiet church, just so y'all know. So if you want quiet, you came to the wrong place. I'm shouting, I'm sorry. I'm going to calm it down. I'm going to calm it down. Allison always tells me, that's my wife, y'all don't know. Allison always tells me I talk too loud, but, uh, but here we are. That's just how God made me. I can't do nothing about it. Uh, there's no time like right now. Uh, this uh, story about Abraham has been on my heart for like, man, I don't know. It's been for like the last couple of months, this story that God has been dealing with me on this story. And um, the truth is, is that, uh, man, I, you know, pastor asked me to come up here and speak. I didn't want to. Because I kind of knew what God was gonna, uh, God was gonna take me through some stuff that I didn't want to go through, that I wasn't ready to face. So here we are. I had no choice. Uh, 
so, um, but the story has been on my heart, and uh, it's about, and I just, when you think about Abraham, you think about legacy, right? The premise of our talk is going to be legacy. There's no time like right now. And so, it's interesting because it doesn't matter who you are, it doesn't matter what your idea is, it doesn't matter how you're living your life, it doesn't matter how, like, not social you are, we have all have influence. We all have influence. Sociologists say that the most introverted person will influence 10,000 people in their lifespan. My God. 10,000 people. So whether you like it or not, you are an influencer. Whether you like it or not, you are going to leave a mark on people, whether good or bad. It's inevitable. As long as you are on this earth, you are going to influence somebody. We influence people every day by what we say, what we do, what we write, what we share on Facebook, right? All of that adds up to influence, right? All of it does. And so when I think about legacy, I think that uh, I think that there's different stages that all of us in a room can find ourselves. I think one of the stages is some of us it, it just doesn't register. It's it doesn't matter. It's not on our radar. I, I'm not concerned about legacy. It's just it's just not on my mind. Right. It's not in my process of life. Other of us, we're in the middle of it. We're in the middle of it. We're trying to figure out what is our legacy on this earth? What is it going to be? What are we going to leave for people? What are we going to leave for our kids, for our family, for our children, for our neighbors, for our community? We're perplexed by it. Well, I don't know what my purpose is. What's my legacy going to be? We wake up in the morning and it's gnawing at us. We're in the middle of it. Some of us here who think that we've written off our legacy. Wow. I've messed up too much. Wow. Yeah. I've gone too far. You don't know the things that I have done. Yeah. You don't know the thoughts that I think. There ain't no legacy coming out of me. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing good in this here. And then there's other of us that think legacy is too late for us. Wow. And we've we spent too much time on the wrong path that we, we've never walked in the full calling that God has for us. We've never realize the dream that we had or influences the people that we thought we would influence and we feel like it's too late. But all of us in this room can find ourselves somewhere on that spectrum. That's real. Recently, this really drove home for me because I suffered a personal loss. Right, so my dad went home to, be, went home to heaven on November 19th. And uh, it, when those moments happen, it causes you to take inventory and reflect. Yeah. It's a very heavy moment. I've, I've seen death, I've faced death, I've, I've had friends who have passed away, but this one hit like, like no other. And it got me thinking about legacy. It got me thinking about legacy, but even more so, I was angry at God. I'm not gonna lie, we're gonna have a conversation today, amen? Yeah, that's real. I was angry. That's real. I was angry at God. And I'll tell you, even up until this morning, I was angry at God. That's real. Even up until this morning, I said, God, why would you put this message on my heart? Why would I, like this, I don't relate to this right now because I don't, this is not something I want to think about. I wasn't ready to confront it. And I felt like God had spoke to me this morning. And he said, you're remembering your dad by his death, but that's not where the power lies. Wow. 
the power lies in the life that he lived. Hey, hey. November 19th doesn't mean anything about my dad. It was the life that he lived. So good. Today, I am his legacy. That's so good. I walk with Jesus today because of my dad's legacy. I have a relationship with the Lord because of my dad's legacy. I raise up my kids in the ways of the Lord because of his legacy. So death doesn't define him. It is the life that he lived that defines him today. There's a saying that says, make a mark in the world that cannot be Erased. Hey, God, that's so good. Church, I'm not preaching a message to you that I figured out. Let me just tell you, we in the same boat right now. We trying to figure this thing out. Yeah. Right? I'm not talking to you from a pedestal or something that I've experienced and I have all the right formulas and I have a five-point step for you to make it and leave a lasting legacy. No, that's not where we're at. But where, at, where we are is I know what God has been dealing with in my own life. Yeah, come on. And my hope today is that in me sharing what God has spoken to me that you would find value in it that it would propel you to draw closer to him yeah. that it would propel you to believe him that it would propel you to trust and hold in his promises that you may walk in a legacy that God has for your life amen legacy is not something that you leave for people it's what you leave in people legacy is not something you leave for people it's what you leave in people that's so good this is it's funny how when God like has something for you that he just keeps driving it home and everywhere you look and everywhere you turn and everything that you read is just hammering that same point and I went down and I was in Miami and I was with some of my friends my brothers and and one of my friends he was preaching a message and it was about the same thing legacy wow. and one of the quotes he says that carve your name in hearts not in tombstones That's so good so good that if we're going to live a life of legacy it has nothing to do with what you attain the money you make and the influence you have on Instagram, it doesn't have anything to do with that, yeah. but it will be what you leave in people. Yeah. Please think about your legacy because every day you are writing it. Wow. We read the scripture, we read the scripture where Abraham, God promised Abraham a seed and that his his seed he would his descendants would number would be like the number of the stars the grains in the sand that he would not even be able to count them but see abraham is a hundred years old we know the story abraham is old his wife is old they can't conceive they've been trying for a long time and nothing is happening and finally he gets a promise from god and god's like hey i'm gonna bless you with the seed he's like okay that's cool but he doesn't really believe god you know so he you know he does what people do you know we think we could figure it out that's right that's real we think we can figure it out and so here Abraham is and he's trying to figure it out but I think the danger lies and this is going to be my first point for today is when we don't recognize God as the real source if you're taking notes today I think the first thing that we need to do if we're going to walk in legacy is that we need to realize that God is the source see Abraham's here and he has faith I mean look at he, his faith is so strong that he believes that even if he does have to kill his son that God is going to raise his son from the dead yeah. that's how strong his faith is but can I tell you Abraham wasn't always there 
He wasn't always there at that point in his faith. He tried to figure it out on his own so much to the point where he caused a major mess up. He decided to sleep with his wife's servant and had a child, and that child birthed a generation that was an enmity with the, the nation of Israel. Still to this day. Right? All because he thought he could figure it out. I like the story because I see myself in that. You know how many times I say, God, I know you own the heavens and the earth, but let me just help you out real quick. You know what I'm saying? We think we got it. It's a, it kind of reminds me of my marriage just a little bit, right? Because Allison, she's like a dreamer. She's a visionary, right? She sees something. She wants to do it. She sees something on TikTok or Pinterest. She's going to create it. She's grabbing my saw. She's grabbing my drill. That guy don't know what she's doing with that stuff, but she can't wait, right? She doesn't want to like wait and have like a little bit more expertise involved that she'll go ahead and cut her finger off and now I gotta figure out why. I told her to wait, but she don't want to wait. Amen. Come on. <laughs> but that looks like our lives. Well, God, we God is like, hey, don't worry, I got you. He's given us a promise. He's given us a word. He told us that He'd provide, but Lord, I know that you got it, but let me go and try to help you out real quick. That's real. That's real. But if we're to live a life that leads a legacy we need to understand that God is our source that everything we are comes from him in fact in Romans 11 36 it says from him and through him and from him are all things to him to be what for all are all things to him be glory forever amen yeah everything that we are and everything that we need it comes from God, it got me thinking, have you ever scrolled through a book and like a history book or, or an art book and seen like a, like a picture or painting? And sometimes, I'm not gonna be honest, I'll look at a painting and I'm like, I mean, I don't see anything special about that. Not under, I don't understand why it's in a book. Nuns, I'm sorry, I know how you artists are, right? But I don't see nothing special about it. It's like, my third grader, he can draw better than that. I don't see, why is this picture in a book? But when you go and you scroll down and you read the caption, Vincent Van Gogh, mm, yeah. the painting changes. Right. Not the, the, there's nothing special about the painting, but it's the creator of the painting. Wow. Man, can I tell you that's what our life is? Wow. I don't care what anybody said about you. I don't care what your mistakes are. I don't care what your pasts are. You may look at yourself and it's like, this canvas ain't really great, but can I tell you it has nothing to do with you and all about the creator who painted you, who wonderfully and beautifully created you. That's what it's all about. He is the one true source. He is our creator. And if we can understand that, I tell you that you will wake up in the morning depressed and worried and frustrated and feeling like you don't measure up. It has nothing to do with you and it never did. It had everything to do with him. That he is your creator and that's where your value comes from. The second point that I have here is that faith is a journey, not a destination. Faith is a journey, not a destination. I wrote here, you need to understand it's a journey. Building a godly legacy takes time and effort. It requires discipline and commitment. It's a challenging trip, but it's definitely 
a trip worth taking. Faith is a journey. Often in this walk, in this Christian walk, you'll look at others and you'll look at what God has done in their life and you'll look what God has done in their story. And sometimes it's a little intimidating because sometimes you don't feel like your faith is quite there. But what we don't understand is that it doesn't have, that's not where God desired for us to be. God didn't desire for us to wake up and have all the faith in the world and that everything would come to us. No, but it's a journey. And it's through that journey that we realize God's promises. The Bible says that God, that Abraham believed God and that through him believing God, it was accounted to him for righteousness. He had faith, but even in the midst of his faith, he had doubt. He had doubt. And so often we think that doubt disqualifies us or our ability to not trust God or our moments where we try to take it in our own hands, those things, we see the consequences and then we face the consequences and we think we're disqualified because we don't have enough faith, we don't have enough belief to trust God for what he's going to do, but that's not how it works. Faith is a journey, not a destination. You don't wake up and have all the faith in the world and everything happens perfectly. No, it's a journey. But on this journey, can I tell you that God is faithful to reveal who he is? Hebrews chapter 12 says, looking on to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. If he's the author, that means he started the story. And if he's the finisher, that means that he ended the story. But there's a whole lot in between from the beginning to the end, and that is the journey. And it is on this journey that all you have to do is trust Jesus. There will be highs, there will be lows, there will be great moments, there will be bad moments. But like any story, can you trust that the author is going to finish it? And can I tell you that he is going to finish it in the best way if you allow him to write your story? Faith is a journey, not a destination. My, uh, if you're taking notes, my third point is relying on God's promises. Amen. Relying on God's promises. See, I, where this whole title comes in is that if we are ever going to walk this life that God has for us, if we're ever going to see all that God has purpose for us, if we're ever going to be able to trust him as our one true source, there's no time like right now to trust him. If we're ever going to see all that God has for us come to fruition, there's no time like right now to start this faith journey. If we're ever going to see all that God has for us and the promises that he has designed for us, there's no time like right now than to rely on his promises. But see, it's hard sometimes because sometimes our circumstances contradict what God has said it was going to be. Sometimes what our life looks like is totally opposite of the promises that he said would come to fruition. And it gets incredibly difficult to rely on God's promises when it, our life doesn't look like what he said it would be. But we're called to rely on him anyway. That was Abraham's story. That was Abraham's story that 
everything that you could think about going wrong, it went wrong. He's past the age. He didn't have what it took. And then God tells him like, hey, remember I said I was going to give you a seed? Well, now I want you to sacrifice that seed. This doesn't look like anything that you said it would be. You promised me really nice things, Lord, really nice things. And this is not looking like that at all. It's hard. But can I tell you that you can trust and rely on him? I was reading that story, and in Genesis chapter 15, there's a, uh, it actually starts in Genesis chapter 12, but I'd recommend you go back and read this whole entire story. It is, it's, it's a wild, it's a wild ride. But in Genesis chapter 12, God makes a covenant with Abraham. They call it the Abrahamic covenant. And what's interesting about this, about covenants is that covenants could go one or two ways. There can be a conditional covenant in which both parties come to agreement that they're going to hold up their end of the deal for this covenant to enjoy the blessings of this covenant. Or there can be an unconditional covenant where it has nothing to do with the other party and has everything to do with one individual upholding their end of the deal. So God comes to Abraham and he gives him an unconditional covenant. So much so that in chapter 15, God says to Abraham, hey, I want you to go and I want you to, uh, I want you to prepare this covenant. And how they, prepared, how they prepared for what they call it, it's a blood covenant. How they prepare for this is that they take animals and they sacrifice them and they cut them in half and they lay them on each side. So they split these animals in two, and on one side is the animal, the other side is the other animal. And what happens is, is both parties walk through these animals as declaring that they will uphold their end of the deal. And if they do not, they will end up like the animals that are sacrificed. So God tells Abraham, hey, I want you to do this because we're going to enter into a covenant. What God does is he puts him to sleep. And the Bible says that he comes down like a torch from heaven. And passes through the animals. And the covenant is sealed. Abraham wakes up. And God made a covenant with him without him having to do anything on his part. It's an unconditional covenant. God said, Abraham, this has nothing to do with your age. This has nothing to do with your ability. This has nothing to do with you trying to measure up and trying to be perfect. No, this is all on me. The blessings that I said I was going to give, they're not conditional. It doesn't matter how you perform. This is all on me. I am going to uphold my promise. Church, can I tell you today, that sounds a lot like the gospel. I wasn't good enough. I wasn't right, bright enough. I wasn't smart enough, but it was all on him because he loved me so much that he would give his only begotten son. Can I tell you that we get cute a lot? You know what I'm saying? We got podcasts on how to figure your life out. We got podcasts on how 10 steps to be better organized, but nothing of that, none of that means anything without the cross. Can I tell you it's all about the cross. It's all about Jesus. It's all about this unconditional covenant that he has made with us, that all we have to do is come to him in faith and believe that we might be saved and that we can have life and life more abundantly, not because I measure up, not because I do things right not because I'm perfect and I'm holy and I got my stuff together no because he's unconditional that's his love it doesn't matter what I do he's going to love me anyway but 
But we got it all mixed up because everything we know is based on performance. School, it's, it's how you perform, how you study, it's how you pass on the test. You, you perform well on the test. You go to your work, you bust your butt, yeah, you do great, you get a promotion. Everything we know is a cause and effect, but that's not the gospel. That's not the gospel. He was made sin. He who knew no sin was made sin for me. I wrote here I was reading this in the Abrahamic covenant God in essence was declaring he would give his life if his promises were broken God would give his life if his promises were broken here's the part there could be no greater encouragement to us believers today since God is eternal and can no more break an oath than he can die. He can no more break an oath than he can die. Church, when we read God's word, can I tell you, he is so serious about it. He is so serious about it. He is so serious about it when he said that he would rescue you and your family. He is so serious about it when he said he would restore you. He is so serious about it when he said he would break the chains. He is so serious about it when he said that he could, he'll do more than you can ask, think, or imagine. He is so serious about it. He can't break his promise. He can't break his oath. He is committed in a covenant with you today. See, if we're going to walk a life of legacy, it's not necessarily all the things that we pour into people. But it's understanding that if we're going to influence others, that we need to be influenced by God. Who influences you today? What's your influence? Maybe you're having such a hard time at work because you kind of put God by the wayside. You wonder why people don't see Jesus in you. It's because you're not letting Jesus lead you. You think you got it all figured out. But we've all been in this boat. I've been in this boat. Church, my cry to you is that you would let God lead you. Salvation is not given to us because of anything we've done or could ever do. But it's based, solely based on what God has done. And we receive the benefits of it all by trusting him in faith all by trusting him in faith. All by trusting him in faith. There's no time like right now than to trust God as your source. Stop trusting in your ability, your strength, your power, your might, your wisdom because you've done it already and you've seen where that leads. There's no time like right now to understand that you need to trust God for him to be the source and not you. There's no time like right now than to start this journey of faith. Your faith ain't too small. Your faith is not insignificant. No, can I tell you that all he requires is a mustard seed of faith. And watch what he will do. You don't have to have this mountain of faith in order for to please God. That's not how it works. It's, it's faith. 
and he'll take you from faith to faith. Let him do the work. He'll prove himself worthy. He'll prove himself worthy. Watch how your faith increases. It's no time like right now than to trust him in his promises. Church, can I tell you today that if, if you do that, watch what God does with your legacy. Watch what he does, what you leave behind. You know, I was thinking about that moment earlier where I was, was capturing who my dad was based on the day that he died. But can I tell you that legacy speaks louder than death? Abraham knew it. He was willing to give his legacy to death. But even knowing that in death, God was still able. He knew that death wasn't stronger than the legacy that God was going to give him. There's some of you in here who think that your legacy is dead. It's too late. You messed up too much. There's, I don't have much value. I don't speak well. I don't write well. I don't look well. And you've based your legacy on all those things, but can I tell you that he is life and life more abundantly? Your legacy is not dead. It's alive. Your legacy is not dead. It's alive. Your legacy is not dead, it's alive. The Bible says in Psalms 1, 12, verse 6, Surely the righteous will never be shaken. They will be remembered forever. Surely the righteous will never be shaken. They will be remembered forever. Surely, surely, surely. I'm going to share something with y'all personal. So this morning when I went in my closet and I was getting dressed, and uh, I actually was going to wear that leather jacket y'all saw in that video. <laughs> that was there. I saw I was going to wear I was like, well, I'm going to look good while I'm preaching today. I had it figured out. And as I was going through my closet, I came across this jacket. So this jacket is special because it belonged to my dad. This jacket is special because it has his handkerchief in here. And I decided to hang on to it. And I said, God, why would you do that to me today? Why would you have me wear this? Because you know I'm not going to be able to keep myself together. I'm not ready to confront that. I'm not ready to talk about that. But here I am in my dad's jacket. Let me tell you all something. The, the thing that I remember most about my dad is this moment. That I was laying down in his lap. I had to be in kindergarten. And uh, it's a late night. My dad is watching a football game, Redskins. He's watching the Redskins play. And uh, I'm laying down in his lap, and he's rubbing my head. And I'm falling asleep. Some would think that maybe that's not a very profound thing, but see, that moment has always stayed with me. My whole entire life, I've never forgotten that moment. You know why? It's because I knew that in my dad's arms I was safe. It's because I knew in my dad's arms I was secure. 
is because I knew that it didn't matter what people said about me at school. It didn't matter who talked about me. I had a safe place. I had a place I could come back and be validated. If my dad can provide that for me, ooh, how much more your heavenly father? See, I don't say maybe maybe none of y'all have lived long enough to go through some things, but I done been through some things. I done been through some moments where I didn't know how I was gonna pay my bills. I done been through some moments. There was a moment where me and Allison, we came up here to Georgia. Oh, wow, I'm talking like that. Don't make no sense. We came up here to Georgia and nothing was working out. Wasn't nothing working out. I took a screenshot of my account and I had $15 left in my account and I'm in a one bedroom, all of us together. And I took a screenshot because I knew it wasn't always going to be like that church if I knew that my dad was going to provide for me and take care of me and that I could run back home whoever beat me up whoever cussed me out whoever talked stuff about me I had a safe place to run to I had a place that I had my identity I knew who I was I knew who I belonged to church that's the thing today your legacy is your identity in Christ it's your identity in Christ and there's no time like right now than to run to him there's no time like right now than to trust that he is your source there is no time like right now than to have faith because all your options have failed everything that you've tried to do has amounted to nothing but can I tell you there's no time like right now than to trust the king there is a place to run to There is a place to run to. If you're going to leave a legacy in this world, it's not going to be because of all the things that you accomplish, but it's going to be because of your relationship with Jesus. Because it's a God in you that will influence everyone else around you. Today, I'm reminded that I'm cloaked in a legacy of prayer. I'm cloaked in a legacy of salvation. I'm cloaked. See, the thing, the best thing that my dad could have ever left me with was a relationship with Jesus. I'll never forget the Bible studies at the table in the morning. Woo, I'll never forget him lifting up his hands and worshiping the Lord. I'll never forget it. See, my dad's legacy was in Jesus. And church today, I don't know what your situation is. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what you might be facing. But can I tell you, your legacy is in Jesus. And if you allow him to work, I promise he'll work it all out. Even when it seems like death is imminent and death has ruined you. Even in death, he is life. Thanks for listening to our podcast today. The mission of Greater Church is to reach and empower all people. And we hope that this message met you wherever you find yourself on the journey. If God is using this ministry to impact your life, please head to our website at www.greater.church where you can read a message from our pastors, partner with us by giving online, and learn more about what is happening in the life of our church.
Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and follow us on all social media platforms at My